everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Beyond the Column podcast. I'm William Lutz, and I am excited about today. No doubt about it. This one is one I've been looking forward to for a long time. Uh, If you've been with us from the beginning of the podcast, it's uh, no secret that I do enjoy reading. It's not something I've always enjoyed, but uh, have kind of picked up the habit over the last few years. And occasionally you you run into that one book that really can have an opportunity to change uh, your outlook, change the way you see things, give you a deeper level of understanding. And uh, for me, Uh, This book did that. Uh, 12 Rules for Life, an Antidote to Chaos by Jordan Peterson. Uh, Checks in at just under 400 pages and is published by Random House Canada. It is a number one bestseller. Uh, You should have no problem finding this book. And you open up the uh, front few pages and, you know, the the rules seem pretty simple. Stand up straight with your shoulders back. Make friends with people who want the best for you. Pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Tell the truth or at least don't lie. Uh, Be precise in your speech. Um, Those are just a few of the rules. And you read it and it's like, wow, this stuff really makes sense. And and why does it make sense? And for us to kind of unpack that, we need to go back a little bit. Um, Jordan Peterson is seen as a uh, polarizing, if not controversial figure. And many of the people that are doing the polarization, I don't think have done their homework on the gentleman. Uh, He is often seen as someone who is misogynistic, uh, who is homophobic, um, an individual that is the darling or the champion of the alt-right. You read this book and absolutely none of that comes through. In fact, if you take a look at a lot of the information out there that he puts forward on his uh, YouTube videos or interviews he does with other individuals. Again, none of that really comes through. Um, Granted, he is an individual that thinks about things, and he thinks about things very, very deeply. And he has no problem with challenging um, the thought patterns of people who are thinking today. Um, It's those challenges that make him seem like he might be misogynistic or homophobic. Um, But there's nothing, at least in this book, that comes across that way. Um, If there's anything that you read in the book that comes across as political in any sense, it's that he is vehemently anti-communist. That becomes clear almost from the first chapter. And I don't find that to be a very controversial statement at all. Um, you know, the greatest ideological battle that was waged uh, in the 20th century was over the concept of communism. And uh, not only was it battle tested um, in the minds of individuals, but, you know, there were wars uh, that were fought over this 
concept as well. And in the end, um, the anti-communist ideas won out. And so I don't think it's that uh, controversial to say that that it is okay to be anti-communist. And, and, you know, Peterson takes it further. He says, you know, take a look at the regimes of Stalin. Take a look at the regimes of Pol Pot. Take a look at the regimes of of, of Mao Zedong in China. Uh, communists have more blood on their hands than probably any other uh, political and economic ideology out there, uh, perhaps in the history of the world. And, and to be anti-communist in his mind is, is really to be, is to be, uh, a pro human, <laughs> um, in, in many ways, you know, uh, the communists do not believe in free thought and Peterson does. And so it's these types of things that he sprinkles throughout the book. If there's anything political about Peterson, you must understand that he is an anti-communist. Um, one of the things that you find out about the book, if you just kind of look at the cover, is that it is seen as a self-help book. And I don't necessarily agree with that um, characterization of the book, especially if you take a look at the way a lot of self-help books are written today. Um, I just finished a book by uh, a young lady named Rachel Hollis called Girl, Wash Your Face. I'm sure right now some of you are staring at your device with this quizzical look on your face thinking, oh, Lutz, what are you doing reading that? But um, what I wanted to do was kind of explore that book because there's a lot of, uh, of young women and middle-aged women that have read that book that have gotten so much out of it. And I'm trying to discover what is it that they got out of it. Um, I consider Hollis's book kind of part of the self-help genre that, that is, that is, I wouldn't say intellectually weak, but it is very autobiographical, autobiographical. And so it, it works well uh, uh, if you enjoy hearing the stories of how people succeeded, you know, Rachel Hollis's book does really good for people named Rachel Hollis. And if you're not named Rachel Hollis, you don't really get the idea that this book can work for you because she fails to understand or at least, uh, conceptualize and speak out, um, some of those advantages that she may have had to get her to where she is today. Um, her basic mantra is, and and many of the mantras of the same self-help movement is a lot of, um, positive affirmations and, uh, feel good about yourself and, and just keep on plotting. And while there is a place for that, um, you read that kind of material over and over and over, and it just becomes a lot of a broken record. Um, Peterson's book is not anything like that. It is not a broken record at all. Uh, Peterson's book is trying to help explain the way the world is and the way the world has always been uh, constructed. And he does that by taking a look at these 12 rules, not as rules, but more as foundational principles for individuals to live their life. So again, stand up straight, 
Uh, treat yourself like someone who you're responsible for helping. Uh, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. Um, assume that the person you're listening to might know something that you don't. These are basic life principles. And what Peterson is able to do with these principles is basically tear them apart. He takes a look at these principles from kind of a biological and a religious and a psychological and a scientific standpoint. And he weaves them back together in a way saying that all of these principles have some foundation in these, these stories that, that uh, have always existed for since basically the beginning of time. Um, Peterson isn't so much interested in trying to reveal uh, the factual truth of these, of these principles, but to let you know that, that the truth of these principles is in how it rings in your ear in terms of the experiences that you've had. That can be a very complex uh theory to have in life, but it, if you think about it, it does make a lot of sense. So if you um, watch a movie or you enjoy a good novel or you watch a television show, none of those things are factually true, but the experiences of the characters um, in those stories ring true to us. They begin to make sense as these stories develop along their own plots and along their own storylines. And that's how we believe them to be true. So you think about a, like a story of Pinocchio, which is a, a very strange story with a talking cricket and a uh, guy that makes puppets that turns into a boy and, all of these really, really wacky ideas that come into these stories. But as you watch it, it makes sense. Um, and, and there's, and what Peterson would argue is that there's truth in those stories. Those things begin to make sense because they're true, not factually true, but because the stories themselves have a degree of truth that ring true to you. And, and Peterson, through these 12 rules for his life, these 12 bedrock principles, they all ring true. And not only are they true by how they hear in the ear, but they're true because there's a, a foundation of religion or psychology or science or biology in those things that make a lot of sense to us. Um, it's a very, very time consuming book. It, it does come in at just under 400 pages, but it's dense. Um, I would guess that this book is clearly written, um, for somebody that, that at least has a high school education. Uh, there's some vocabulary in here that even I struggled with. Um, and you would read a you would read a couple paragraphs and you'd think you'd get it, but you'd want to go back and read it again. So there was always a, a lot of different layers to what Peterson was saying, and you feel like you needed to um, kind of unwrap it. Now, um, this is Peterson's second book. 
he did write another book called uh, Maps for Meaning, which I guess is possibly even twice as long and twice as dense. And boy, I don't know if I've got the uh, the fortitude to go through that right now, but um, it's definitely something that I have some interest in um, moving forward. You know, Peterson has these virtues that he's trying to get across to us as you read this book. Um, and what he's really trying to do, I think, is is not only just help people in society, but help society at large. Um, what he's doing is, especially if you read the book and if you watch the thousands of hours that exist on YouTube about Peterson is that he's trying to bring back the art of the conversation. Um, he has a deep, deep yearning for meaningful conversations, not conversations that are um, trite in shallow and, and very quick. Um, you can tell that he enjoys the YouTube experience because it gives him a very unique opportunity to talk about his ideas in great detail. And so there are, are lectures that he's given that are, in excess of two hours long where he can go into some great detail about the things that he's talking about. Um, he's right now on a tour uh, promoting his book. He's been, I believe in over 80 cities across uh, North America and Europe. Um, these lectures last more than an hour and a half. I was the uh, in one in Indianapolis just a few weeks ago. Um, he's been active in just the old fashioned debate lasting two, two and a half, three hours, um, conversing about ideas. So he has this deep, deep yearning for knowledge and this deep yearning, uh, for conversation. And, and I think that goes to one of the things that he's figuring out himself is he doesn't know if he has all the right answers, but he feels confident enough in his own perspective to share that. But he's humble enough to realize that if there's others that have uh, a better idea or a better concept, he's willing to listen and to grapple with that. And if you've ever heard him in any of his debates, um, he's not one to personally attack somebody else. He realizes that the person in the debate against him is not an adversary, but they're on the same team actually looking for a higher level of truth and a better way of thinking. And boy, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be an amazing thing if our our political leaders, even our religious leaders looked at that. You know, there's so many contentious issues in American society, in politics, in psychology. And if, if we could 
if we could take on the role of seeing a person we're debating with or conversing with as an ally to find the truth rather than an adversary to try to defeat, I really think we would we would end up being in a much more productive society. And I think Peterson even talks about this in some of his YouTube videos. It's not about him winning a battle against somebody. It's about him having a clear mind about things that he's talking about, which makes more sense to him. And he's sharing ideas with the larger world for free. I mean, like I said, there's there's thousands of hours of material on Peterson. Um, he he discovered a few years ago that he could pay, post his uh, lectures on YouTube. Um, Peterson is a psychologist. Um, he is a he's done clinical practice, but he's also a professor of psychology. Uh, right now at the University of Toronto in Canada. And he figured a few years ago he could just kind of videotape his lectures. I don't think he had anything really, um, wasn't really trying to do anything special with it, but he's just like, ah, let's just put this out there. Let's see, let's see what'll happen. And the next thing you know, he's getting, he's getting thousands of views on a university lecture that lasts two and a half hours. Um, some of his most interesting and creative work is on the biblical series he did. And, and, and you think about it and it's like the, the culture that we have is not prepared to listen to a university professor talk about uh, the book of Genesis in 15 lectures, each of which lasts three hours. Um, but people are listening to it because the YouTube medium really allows him to do that. You know, traditional television won't allow that to happen. If, if you're not exciting within the first uh, 60 seconds and, and there's either not enough skin or bombs going off or some type of confrontation, um, you're not going to be the ratings magnet. And, and I think he's realized with YouTube that he can go deeper and farther with his audience and really explore some very, very, very deep ideas. And he does this in a way that respects you as a member of the audience. Uh, there's nothing in his, in the book, there's nothing in the videos that treat you like an idiot. Um, he realizes he does not have to be gimmicky to get you to follow his train of thought. Um, he respects you and he understands that if you are taking time to listen to what he says, either through the verbal words on a YouTube channel or through the written words of his book, um, you deserve the best of him. And he gives you that each and every time. Um, This book, if you read it, you're going to find that the way you look at life will change. Um, 
I know myself, after I've read this book, I'm looking at things a little more critically. Um, it, when I read things now in the newspaper, when I read things in magazines, when I read things in other books, when I read things online, heck, even when I read things in the Bible, the things that I've learned through Peterson's perspectives are to look at these things a little differently. Um, try to understand the context in which these things are written and do these 12 things so that you can understand your place in the world and where you need to be. Because to, to sum up Peterson's kind of uh, psychology of the world, the, the purpose of life, it's that, that life is a series of struggles and that's okay. And it's ultimately our job as humans to transcend those struggles, to aim for something higher, to be something bigger than ourselves, and to have those struggles build within us so that we can become bigger um, than something that we already are. And it's, it, it might seem like a very, very depressing uh philosophy of life, but it's something that is actually very, very, very empowering. You realize that the struggles that you have are not there in vain. There is a purpose for it. And when you're aiming higher, you realize that the stakes get higher, the struggles become more difficult, but your ability to endure those also becomes stronger, which is really amazing. And so now the question is, where do we go from here? Um, I just gave you basically a 20 minute thumbnail sketch of Peterson, of his ideas, of his concepts, some of the stuff that's in his videos. And of course, this, this really revealing and life-changing book. So, so what's next? And, and this is where I need your help. I hope you've been listening to these podcasts from the very beginning. Um, but I, I'm at a fork in a road when it comes to Peterson. Uh, do you guys want me to continue to dive into some of these rules one by one, um, which would end up being kind of shorter uh, podcasts? Because I don't think I could do 20 minutes on each rule. Maybe I could. But something a little shorter that would be interspersed throughout the week. Or do you just kind of want to leave Peterson back on the bookshelf and and go for something else? So. This is where we're trying to get interactive with this podcast. Let me know. Um, if you are, if you listen to us on the Anchor app and you have a free Anchor account, you can actually leave us messages. There's, there's a place uh, you should be able to find um, in the Anchor program to allow voice messages. Um, we'll record those messages and we may even play them back here in the episode and try to answer your questions. Of course, uh, send me your tweets at William Lutz. And also check out our new Facebook fan page that we got going, facebook.com backslash beyond the column, all one word. Um, we've kind of growing a very nice community there. We have over 90 folks that have uh, liked our page, and, and we probably got a good uh, 10 to 12 folks that are always interacting with us. You know, we have our question of the day. We're just trying to get folks to be interested not only in the podcast, but really trying to bring back 
the art of conversation. You know, every time we get online, there's plenty of things that are trying to divide us. There's plenty of things that are trying to make us feel bad. Things that are just trying to, um, to expose the rifts in society, I guess is the best way to say it. I'm not interested in any of that. I want to know who you are. I want to know who you, the listener are. I want to know what's important to you. (coughs) And uh, through these podcasts, I hope you can find the things that are important to me. And I hope that what's important to me also brings you guys a sense of, yeah, that's pretty cool. Those ideas that Bill's talking about are pretty neat. The stuff that he's reading is cool. The stuff that he's talking about in the newspaper, that's, that's some pretty neat stuff too. So again, please get interactive with us. Uh, tweet us at William Lutz. Look for us at facebook.com slash beyond the con, uh, beyond the column. Also just let us know how you're hearing us. I mean, um, we have folks that are listening to us, not only on the anchor platform, but I know iTunes, uh, Podbeam, Podcast Addict, uh, TuneIn. So there's all sorts of places where our podcast is going. I just want to know where you're hearing us. So um, please just let us know. Drop us a line. We'd really appreciate it. Until next time, again, this is William Lutz for the Beyond the Column podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you.